Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive deep into the tools, laws, and yes, processes that you need to know in order to scale and grow your organization. My name is Rami Alijil, and I'm the CEO of People Processes. We help organizations all across the United States streamline, optimize, implement, and yes, revolutionize their HR operations. We've helped hundreds of companies, thousands of HR leaders across the world get their people processes right. This is going to be part four of our Q&A on COVID-19, and we're going to talk specifically a little bit about the FFCRA. Since the last podcast episode, this is pa- this has passed, it's a uh, law that provides many provisions, but some of them are things like paid sick leave and paid emergency family leave for those employees. The question we're going to be addressing is, if I lay off an employee, do I have to pay this new sick leave? And when does that kick in? We're also going to talk about the differences between a layoff and a furlough, as that seems to be coming up quite a bit in our chats. Before we go too deep, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast. If you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any podcatcher of your choice, it makes a huge difference. You can also subscribe at peopleprocesses.com. If you're on there right now or you go there, a little pop-up will show up. It's also in the top right. We have tons of exclusive subscriber-only content, like our entire coronavirus kit, where we have sample communications with employees, how to communicate a furlough, how to talk about salary reduction, how to apply, uh, how to how to uh, do telework and get people to uh, utilize that and not necessarily take the leave. Those are all addressed in our in our policies. So please subscribe on there. Okay, here's what you need to know. Starting April 1, 2020, which is when this podcast comes out, the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act is a federal law that will require employers to facilitate two major changes. Under the law, employees must be given up to two weeks of emergency paid leave for illness, quarantine, or school closures, and up to 12 weeks, during which the first two weeks are unpaid, so another 10 weeks, for care for children during school closures related to COVID-19 most of which must be paid as well. There are a few exceptions to both of those. This is not going to be an in-depth on the FFCRA. There's tons of information about that on our website and, again, for our subscribers. This is the question. Do we still have to provide the emergency paid sick leave or emergency family leave uh, if we lay off or furlough our employees? And the answer is, if you've laid off, ended the employment relationship, they are no longer employees, so these leaves are not going to apply. Workers who are still employed by you, but not currently working any hours due to a business slowdown or shelter-in-place order, basically a furlough versus termination, they would also not qualify. The leave may only be used when an employee is unable to work because of the reasons listed in the law, their own sickness, a family member's sickness, or school daycare closures. An employee who has already been put on a furlough is unable to work because you have nothing for them to do either because business slowed down or the government has required closure. That's different than if they can't come in because they are sick or under a government order themselves for uh, quarantine. Government order is normally a medical order in the case of an employee. You got to be cautious, though, not to base layoff or furlough decisions on the employee's potential need for leave, as this can constitute unlawful retaliation or interference with their rights under the law. So you can't put people on furlough because you think they're the ones who are going to take the leave. You put people on furlough because you don't have work for them to do. 
Does that make sense? Same with termination. Remember, the government is going to fully fund these leaves through a payroll tax credit. If you don't have the funds available to cover the leaves until tax time, then you may use your payroll tax set aside to fund them. If you still don't have enough, you can apply for an advance from the IRS. And as of Friday, 327, March 27th, a whole new law is passed where they expect to do significant loans that are forgivable, basically cash payments to businesses, but only if you ha- do uh, do not lay off a bunch of your staff. So the decision to lay off is beyond the scope of this episode, but basically be careful if you're going to decide to do that. But if you, if you don't have business for them to do, if you're going to, if you don't have work for them to do because you're shut, yeah, then that's easy enough. You don't have work. That's a furlough or a layoff. What is the difference between a furlough and a layoff? That's our next question. Well, Note the language used when sending employees home for a period of time is less important than communicating your actual intent. Since temporary layoffs and furloughs are only used regularly in certain industries, like seasonal industries, roofing, like they may lay you off for a snowstorm, you know. (coughs) Excuse me. I have allergies, by the way, not coronavirus, Uh, but this time of year just kills me. You should not assume that employees will know what what these words mean. Be sure to communicate your plans for the future, even if they feel quite uncertain or only short-term. So, a furlough continues the employment relationship, but reduces scheduled hours or requires a period of unpaid leave. The thought process is that having all employees incur a bit of hardship is better than some losing their jobs entirely. For example, a company may reduce hours to 20 per week for a period of time as a cost-saving measure. Or they may um, have everyone on a two-week unpaid leave while the store is shut. This is typically not considered termination. However, you will still need to provide notices uh, to the employee about the change in the relationship, and they would still be eligible for unemployment for that difference in pay. If the entire company isn't going to be furloughed but only certain employees, it's very important to be able to show that the staff selection is not being done for a discriminatory reason. Remember, you can't base this on protected classes, and you can't do it just because you think these certain people are going to take leaves. For example, don't put everyone on furlough that has kids. That would be bad. Obviously, if they're black, white, Asian, female, male, those are religious reasons. These are not reasons to do that. But... Other than that, um, you gotta you want to document the non-discriminatory reasons that support the decision to furlough certain employees and not others, such as those that perform essential services. You know, like you you got to have this person, but not this person because of their job. Makes sense. Now, that's a furlough. A layoff involves terminating the employment during a period when no work is available. This may be temporary or permanent. If you close down completely but you intend to reopen in a relatively near future or have an expected reopening date, at which time you will rehire the employees or all employees, this would be considered what's called a temporary layoff. Temporary layoffs are appropriate for relatively short-term slowdowns or closures. A layoff is generally considered permanent if there are no plans to rehire the employee or employees because of the slowdown or closure is expected to be lengthy or permanent. So um, a couple key things in here. There are some some weird rules about pay for exempt employees. Those are people who are not eligible for overtime, FLSA exempt employees. Exempt employees do not have to be paid if they do not work at all for an entire work week. However, if work is not available for a partial week for an exempt employee, they must be paid their full salary for that week, regardless of the fact that they did that they had less work. Remember, salaried people, FLSA exempted people, you get this exemption because you've agreed to pay them by the work week. You know, 
whatever the amount of work they have to do is. It's why you don't have to pay them overtime. If they work 60 hours, great. If they work 20, fine. If the point is to save money, and of course it usually is, it's best to ensure that the layoff covers the company's established seven-day work week for exempt employees. Make it very clear to exempt employees that they should do absolutely no work during any week you're shut down. If exempt employees do any work during that time, they get their normal weekly salary. For your non-exempt employees, uh, those who get overtime, your FLSA covered people, they only need to be paid for actual hours worked, so single day or partial week furloughs are fine without worrying about pay implication. Uh, You want to maintain open communications with the effective employees before and during the furlough or temporary layoff period. We have a great episode with uh, Kith Consulting, Bill Coletti, uh, crisis management expert. He did uh, an outstanding job laying out the, the steps you can take around communication during this. You should check that out as well. Oh, uh, one other question we're getting is, is this retroactive or applicable before its effective date? No. The act goes into effect April 1. You do not get credit for things you did before April 1. They did not have the leave before April 1. It is not applicable before that time. Um, the The other kind of thing to think about in this is that if you are uh, making decisions after April 1, you need to definitely take into account making sure, make sure, make sure, make sure you're not, well, really before two, you're not laying off people because you think they're going to take the leave. That is specifically illegal and you don't want to do it that way. I hope this was helpful for you. It's just a quick Q&A. We've been getting a lot of them. We still have parts uh, five and six coming up. So I hope uh, hope this was helpful to you. To Tune into the next one. Part five is going to go into... Uh, employer liability, I'm sorry, uh, benefits changes and uh, how those work uh, around the new laws. And part six is going to be about employer liability, workers' comp claims related to this coronavirus stuff. We'll be continuing to post new episodes, new interviews along the way. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Uh, My name is Rami Alijil, and I so appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us and learn something this morning. Have a great day. Now it's time for you to go out there and get your work done.